So I want to pray today. I got an interesting message. It's about love. Yeah, it's about love. It's all about love. And our walk is all about love. When we take the, 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 all of the stuff out of it, the walking in the spirit, all of that, it ultimately breaks down to love. That's where the rubber meets the road. So let me pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I magnify you, Lord God. I pray that you would speak through me, Lord God, to every person here. I pray, Father, Lord God, that we will be forever changed by this message, by your message, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So the passage of Scripture is First uh, Peter 4, 8 to 11. First Peter 4, 8 to 11. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint, as each one has received a special gift. Employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one speaking the utterances of God, whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the, strength, by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever. Amen. So, as I said, we're going to talk about love. But here's one thing about love. It's a very nuanced, nebulous term. I went online the other day, and I was looking at a bunch of songs with love in. I only looked at 1,200. <laughs> only looked at 1,200. There's so many. And you'll see love. This Actually, you'll be confused if you get love from the culture. Because love is the drug, you'll see. Love in an elevator. Uh, um, love is like oxygen. I mean, there's so many metaphors used to describe love most are actually sexual but that's not what love is about love is a very very practical form of behavior so i'm going to call it behavior because as christians we have to behave in love and we need to define our terms remember there was a song by foreigner, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. It doesn't say, I want you to tell me. Because you can't tell some. That's not real love. I want you to show me. Love is demonstrative, isn't it? It has to be demonstrated. It will touch somebody's life when it is demonstrated. So what is love? Love is a commitment to want the highest good or desire the highest good for a person regardless of that person's behavior. In other words, love is a commitment from me, the lover, to a lovey, the one who's being loved, 
regardless of that person, right? Regardless of how that person feels towards me, it could, the person could be the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, right? It doesn't matter. But I love that person because of me. So it's not dependent on that person. It's just dependent upon me. And that is love. So regardless of that person offers me evil in exchange, I still love. Regardless of that person, um, backstabbing, calling me names behind me, doesn't matter. It does not matter. You still love. That's what we call unconditional love or divine love. And it sounds, a lot of people say, well, you know, what about if you get run over? What about if people take advantage of you? They will. Some people won't that don't know this love. But that should not stop us from loving. It should not stop us from loving. We could actually say that Jesus was taken advantage of on the cross. People he died for were calling him names, right? Disparaging him while he was on the cross. So you won't, but here's what love is. Love is an attribute of God. This love that I'm talking about, we hear about agape love, unconditional love. This love is supernatural. This love is supernatural. You know what natural love is? I'll love you if you're good to me. That's natural love. God is asking us to behave supernaturally. When we take down all of the law, everything, we can bring it all, we can bring the entire Bible down to loving people. That's it. That's what ultimately it is about. Love covers a multitude of sin. You know, there was a, I know there's a, a, a cliche song by the Beatles, all we need is love. But if it was all we need is supernatural love, Divine love from God, they were right, actually, because that will end all of the wars, that will end all of the friction that goes on, all of the political nonsense, it would, all of the divisiveness would be ended. Because you love someone, regardless of whether they like the Yankees, the Red Sox, it doesn't matter. You love them. It's not dependent upon them, it's dependent upon you. And this is what Peter is talking about here. He says, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. This word fervent is the imagery of an athlete, taut muscles. You see, we've all seen uh, athletics, right, where they're running, where they're running and it's one person just beats the other one by a smidgen like that. That's stretching their muscles, stretching as much as they can. And you tend to find it's a fraction of a second by which, especially if it's 100 meters, right? And that's what, that's the imagery here in love. Our love is to be stretched. You know how we love? By practice. Really, by practice. We need discipline to love, but we love by practice. Now we, we work out. 
Because this is the same imagery that God is using in terms of discipline and what's required. How we work out, we work out by practice and discipline, right? We stretch ourselves. Love will stretch you. We go to the, to the gym, we stretch our muscles. Sometimes we feel achy, right? But it's worth it. We see all, we see these developments. What? Love is also worth, worth it too in the sense that we see blessings from God when we walk in this love. The best way to be blessed is not coming up with a really nice prayer. It's to walk in love. It's to, to demonstrate this love. Love covers a multitude of sin. And it's an example of that love covering a multitude of sin. There's a great story, and um, it's called Les Miserables, right? And, um, and this story, I'm just going to talk about the, uh, the star of it. There's a man called Jean Valjean. He's just released from prison after 19 years. <clears throat> He's uh, sleeping outside, and a woman says, uh, oh, you can't sleep here. You need to knock on some doors. He said, I've knocked on uh, doors. Said, Leave me alone. He said, you haven't knocked on that door. He went. It was a bishop's door. The bishop let him in, and he said, the, bishop's, uh, the guy said to the bishop, you're going to let me in? I mean, I'm a convict. I've just been released from prison, and he, he showed him this slip that he got from prison after you're released, the bishop said, I know who you are. He came in. I was eating with the, with the bishop. Silverware, all of the bishop's silverware. He started looking at his bishop's silverware. In the middle of the night, he woke up and he stole the silverware. The bishop heard something rustling. He came down. Who's there? The guy smacked the bishop in the, in the eye. He had a black eye and he ran away. The next day, the police bring this man back to this bishop. And the police even said, what's wrong with your eye, bishop? He said, oh, didn't he tell you he was our uh, uh, guest last night? He said, yeah. And the police are laughing. Yeah, he did tell us that. And he, the police are saying, he also told us that you that you gave him all of this silver, right? The bishop said, that's right. I did give him the silver. I did give him that silver. And then you know what the bishop said? But you forgot the candlesticks. But you forgot the candlesticks. Why did you forget the candlesticks? They're worth a lot of money. He said, tells his maid, go and get the candlesticks. Goes and gets the candlesticks. And then he says to his maid, give these police officers some wine, which... They do. And this man, Jean Valjean, he said, uh, he, no, the bishop says to Jean Valjean, he said, don't forget, you've promised to be a new man. And he, he said to him, why are you doing this? He said, with this silver, I've bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear, hatred, and evil. And now I give you back to God. So the bishop said, this man's life, Les Miserables is considered to be one of the greatest stories outside of the Bible ever told. 
It's being done in plays, musicals, movies. This thing will keep going, really, till the end of time. It's an incredible story. And it sets this man in motion, who was a criminal, 19 years in prison. And what he does, I'm just going to leave it, watch it, or read it. What he does, it's incredible. But it's about how one act of love, right? Love covers a multitude of sin. If that's not covering sin, I don't know what is. One act of love, how it can change a man, right? How it can change someone. How it can totally transform a person. What we have to, the candlesticks, the the silverware wasn't important. What was important? The man's soul. That's what the bishop saw. The man's soul. We live in a world where we use people to get stuff. It should be using stuff to help people, like the bishop did. Right? I mean, go and get more candlesticks. Right, really? That is it. And Jesus even says, if somebody asks for your shirt, give them your coat too. Doesn't he say that? Isn't that what the bishop did? In fact, he didn't even ask for the silver. He stole it. And the bishop still gave him the candlesticks. Love covers a multitude of sin. But it's a commitment. It is a commitment. Love comes by choice. See, like, like, like comes by chance, but love comes by choice. So it's a commitment. God will give us the grace to make and to keep this commitment. Love is the greatest power because it does have that power to change and transform. And here's the other thing about love too. Love is given of your own free volition. So love is not forced. Love cannot be forced. It's given of your own free volition. Why did God give us free will? Because without that, we would not be able to love. Because in order to make the choice to love, you've also got to have the choice not to love. Otherwise, it's not love at all. And love is the highest good. So if God didn't give us our own volition, he would be destroying the highest good. He'd be destroying love. But factored into that choice, of course, there's also evil, right? We are not meant to do evil. We are meant to show the love of God. And regardless of, oh, you don't know what they did, it doesn't matter. They didn't do to you more than what they did to Jesus. It doesn't matter. And you know the healing you know, all of the, the, the healing that needs to take place inside of us emotionally or mentally, God will heal that as we go out in love, right? God will heal that. So I want to go to um, the next verse. Be hospitable to one another without complaint, right? So there's no complaining in love, no selfishness in love. This is not love. I love you so much I can't let you go. That's not love. We hear statements like that. I love you so much I can't let you go. 
It's, I love you so much. If you want to go, I'll let you go. That's what love does. Love always acts on behalf of the lovey. In other words, the person being loved. I love you so much, I can't let you go. Well, that's about the person now. That's about the lover. It's never about the lover. It's always about the lovey. There's nothing we should be expecting from people. And yet, people will take advantage. Of course they will. But who do we commit ourselves to? The one who judges righteously. Right? Isn't it? And you know what? Walking out in love is real faith. Faith isn't getting your rent paid. That's a part of it. But the real faith is behaving in love when people are mean and wicked to you. We need to practice it. Going out and being hurt, look at it as a blessing. I have the opportunity to get deeper in love. Just as going to the gym, you go to the gym, people go many days a week, right, to, for uh, physical development. Well, in order to get this spiritual development, we have got to take any form of insults, offenses, and not respond, not react. Because love depends on the lover. It's an action. It's not a reaction. If you're reacting nine times out of ten, you're not reacting in love. It's a conscious commitment to actually say to the person, regardless of what you do, I love you. Regardless of what you do. And it's practical. I mean, a lot of these songs, they talk about this amorous love, right? This amorous love, a man towards a woman or a woman towards a man. No, we're talking about love on a practical, everyday level. There's nothing amorous about the bishop with the candlesticks, right? There's nothing, because here's what he says, be hospitable, right? Be hospitable to one another without complaint. There are people there, right there. People will take advantage of you. Because he's saying now that you will help people and they will do something back to you where they will complain. But he's saying, you don't complain. You don't grumble. Do all things without murmuring and grumbling, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? And then it says, uh, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So all of our gifts, whatever we have got, is to be used to serve others. People, th- I mean, everybody is gifted or talented in some way, but they think it's theirs just for them. Most people do, right? But the true purpose of the gifts are to affect the lives of other people, to help other people. Don't worry. Never, ever worry about what we're getting back from here horizontally. Always focus on what we're getting back from here. Audience of one, Right? Just that audience of one. And then it says, whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one serving by the strength of God 
supply. So this is showing us love in action, right? This is love in action. You know, someone says, uh, oh, you know, uh, um, uh, I'm snowed in. Can you come around and uh, shovel me out? Yeah. Yeah, this is love in action. Love is a sacrifice. Love will require, requires discipline, just like going to work out requires discipline. Love will stretch you. It should stretch you, right? Every day you have the opportunity to practice this love. Come right out on the street, New England drivers. Hey, you have plenty of chance, right? There's lots of practice there, that's for sure. But in the office, the difficult person. You know, I've always, I've always said um, this. Whoever comes through my door for help, I don't care. It could be Charlie Manson. It could be the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. It doesn't matter. I will help them. You know why? Because they are the way they are because they don't know about this love. Right? Just like this man, Jean Valjean. He was the way he was because he didn't know about this love. All I'm going to say, if, as you watch this, the bishop would have been very proud of how this man turned out. It's incredible. And that's it. Most people who are do, doing wicked, they don't know about this unconditional love. Because when it touches them, it transforms them, it turns them around. It sets this thing in motion. And that's what we need to be looking at. Christianity is meant to be a community of believers loving one another. In fact, Jesus even said, they'll know that you're my disciples by the way that you love each other. Right? Doesn't it? Jesus even says, no greater love than this, than a man who lays down his life for his friend. Right? Love is about sacrifice. Love is not about you. We don't do to get back. And you know when we're walking in love? That's when we have real peace. That's when we have real joy. People who walk in hatred don't have any joy. They don't. They're upset. It doesn't matter what they've got. And people who walk in love have joy regardless of what little they've got. You know where love goes on? On the inside. God is an interior decorator. He works on the inside. He changes the inside. And then you know what we have to do? Live inside out. Most people are living outside in. We have to live inside out. The power, the treasure is on the inside. And we have to, the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Well, what it's talking about, salvation, I'm not going to go into it, but it's a big, big, vast topic. The part that he's talking about it's our walk while we're here. We are saved already from the punishment of hell. But now, what God has worked in, the love that God has poured out in our heart, work it out. Show it out. Demonstrate it out. Love is demonstrative. Love will touch other people. Love will cause a person to say, look at that bishop. He gave me the candlesticks too. Love will cause a man to actually say, look how my life has been transformed. Because this person who had no thought for himself did a great thing for me. This is love in action. 
You know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make a a, a call to people. Now, people who want to commit to love, right? People who really want to commit to love, to come down to the front. People who want to commit, make that commitment. Really, come down to the front. If there's anything that's going on, if you don't have peace, if you don't have peace, if you you get irritated very easily, come on down. It's the best thing that we can do. The title of this message actually is Live to Love. We are to live to love. That's what living is all about. If you're not loving, you're not living. If you are not loving, you are not living. The worst kind of life anyone can live is a life that they are hating people. It doesn't matter what for. It's poison. It's toxin. That is the worst kind of life that anyone can live. Let's make a commitment today to love. A commitment to actually say, I don't care about me. I'll leave God to take care of me. And I love my brother and sister. I don't want anything from them. I will love them. I will be a lover as of today. I will love regardless. I will be the person that brings out the candlesticks. I will be the person that gives my coat when I ask for my shirt. Love never fails. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I praise your holy name. I thank you for your word, Lord God. And I just thank you, Father. You are touching hearts and changing them, Father, Lord God. And that everybody here would also go out and change the lives of others. I thank you, Father, for every person. I pray that you will bless them, guide them, and give them the grace to love as you loved. In Jesus' name, amen.